Well, everyone wants to know, will the economy boom or bust in 2024? Well, today we're going to explore a range of expert predictions, shifting the trends in housing prices. We're going to look at some of the, the questions around a possible recession in 2024. Plus, what's the outlook of the stock market? in the coming 12 months. We're going to give you some expert opinions and also have Mike weigh in and give his thoughts on where we're headed in the upcoming year. Stay tuned. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Glad to have you inside in another episode of the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George with Mike Coynan. He is the founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. Mike, happy new year to you. How are you? It's a great new year. It's It's been great so far. 2023 was a great year. 2024, we're projecting to have another great year as well. And uh, who knows what's in store? We've, we tend to have babies or... Or people getting married every year now, so we'll see what's going to happen this year. <laughs> a lot on the schedule, and I know there's a lot to talk about in terms of the financial world. A lot of know you're keeping your eye on because, I mean, let's be let's be honest. Mm-hmm. This this decade has been all over the place so far, hasn't it? We're only three years in, but there's there's a lot to look back on and 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 say, hey, we had, we had no idea that was coming. Yeah, there's been a lot of unplanned or you know not unforeseen uh, volatility in the market, especially the last you know, four years. I mean, COVID was already um, almost four years ago, if we can believe that. Yeah, believe. So there's been a lot of, especially since, you know, February, March, 2020, there's been a lot of ups and downs and it's caused a lot of uneasiness for sure. We're going to jump into this today, talk about housing prices, talk about recession possibilities and the stock market in 2024. If you have questions for Mike, encourage you to log on. PrincipalPreservationServices.com is the website. You can schedule a meeting with the team through the website there, or you can call directly at 855-987-8888. And no matter if you're looking to meet in the Woodbury, Minnesota office or the Hudson, Wisconsin office, that number will put you in touch either way. So 855-987-8888. All right, so I'm going to kind of give you the optimistic and pessimistic view for uh, each of these categories, Mike, and then let you kind of weigh in on on where you stand and maybe what you agree or disagree with. Yeah. Um, so let's start with housing here in 2024. So the optimistic view, there's a Newsweek article. Uh, the a chief economist of the National Association of Realtors believes that a housing crash is out of the picture. They say uh, there are nearly zero forced distress sales and homeowners are in fine shape with high housing wealth and low monthly mortgage payments that are locked in and not impacted by inflation. And also many experts also point to low inventory as one of the reasons you know things will stay stable or even maybe potentially go higher in 2024. But on the pessimistic side, the predict- predictions for housing appreciation are published from some of the, you know, the eight largest real estate companies. Um, and the more pessimistic forecasts, Redfin's got a 1% decline, Realtor.com's got a 1.7% dip. For the most part, they it's a relatively flat market rather than a crash, I think, overall. So maybe going into this, it seems like even the pessimistic view is still fairly positive. Not bad, yeah. yeah. I w- I'm pretty bullish on real estate this year. And um, sales are actually driven by you know, the, you know, the uh, interest rates on the mortgages. And I have quite a few you know, clients who are realtors and, and just talking with them. And they've been in this industry for a long time. We talk about that. I used to be in the industry years ago. So I, I do, you know, kind of follow real estate as well. So I'm, I'm expecting with the feds dropping rates, you know, two, three times this year projected to do that. Uh, we're going to start seeing these mortgage rates come back down. And, um, I think even when my clients who was in a, you know, a meeting here, uh, 
a high-level sales meeting, and uh, they brought an expert in who projected they're hoping to to normalize these mortgage interest rates, try to get them in that 6% range. And I'm looking today, I, I just logged on to bankrate.com. That's kind of been my kind of go-to website just to look at where rates are at and where all these numbers are at. And right now you can get a 30-year fixed rate mortgage if you had 20% down anywhere as low as six and an eighth, which is a pretty good rate compared to where they were a few months ago. You know, six and a half is about the average somewhere in the high sixes, close to seven, but they've definitely come down. And now here it is January, nobody's wanting to move, especially up here in the upper Midwest when it's going to be below zero next week. (laughs) So they're not looking to be selling houses, but I'm expecting this spring, we're going to have, you know, a big influx of of sales and people finally it's like i'm going to downsize now this is a good time or i'm going to upsize my home um, they just don't want to get from a you know they've had these mortgage rates at two and a half to four percent uh they've had for a while and they don't want to get into a six and a half seven and a half percent mortgage or eight so where it was so now it's you know below six and a half below and possibly lower i think that's gonna be great we're gonna see some big influx of sales and listings here coming up is my projection. Yeah, it kind of feels like we've been in this long enough with, with higher rates that our view and perspective has changed where, you know, we, we feel like five and a half is a pretty mm-hmm. good number again, right? I think, you know, a year ago you say five and a half, you go, oh, well, well, we were just at three. I'm going to, I'm going to wait. But now we've been at seven, close to eight for so long that yeah. five and a half, I think it feels like people will jump on that. Oh, I believe so. And I mean, I look, we talked to our clients and when they bought their homes in the eighties, you know, when um, maybe their first home in their, in the eighties during uh, maybe the Carter years, right? Um, Interest rates on these mortgages were 18 up to 22%. Mm -hmm. And so uh, things have changed quite a bit and we get spoiled. And um, I remember when I got 5.75 on my second home, um, that I thought I, I robbed the bank is what I thought. I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, how, how, what kind of a low rate is this? And then four on my third home, and and uh, it didn't, didn't make sense to even refi. They got lower. I just it doesn't make sense. But mm-hmm. um, but the high rates, like you said, it, it's causing people to put things on hold, and that that does affect the economy when people are not changing homes and. And, and taking out other loans. Even my daughter and son-in-law, they decided to rent one more year just because they didn't want to be in these higher interest rates. So they're just holding off. And I think even waiting another year, we'll see even lower rates, even in 2025. Well, just keep in mind, right, that these projections from the experts, you got to take them with a grain of salt. Just for a, a note and some context, in 2023, uh, even in July of summer 2023, we kind of had a sense of where we were headed. Zillow was still predicting over 6% appreciation, and mm-hmm. we ended up with about a 10% decline, Mike. So take all these predictions with a grain of salt. Yeah, they're definitely not set in stone. That's for sure. Object, uh, what do they say? Objects in the mirror closer than they appear. <laughs> Things like we had to put disclosures on everything. We really don't know. But yeah. um, based off of history and when Fed's lower rates, so will these typically when rates get lower, consumer spending and taking out loans will increase. All right, let's turn our heads to the recession and the chances of that happening in 2024. It feels like this word has been lingering for a couple of years now. Are we on a recession? Is it coming? Is it definitely happening? Well, uh, optimistic and pessimistic views here. Uh, a mm-hmm. North Carolina state ec- economics professor wrote, I think there will be two different economies during the year. The first half of 2024 will be challenging 
perhaps including a mild recession. The second half will be the opposite with a rebound in economic growth, moderating inflation, and finally, lower interest rates. This is why I call 2024 the year of two economies. So a little bit of both potentially here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yes and no, playing devil's advocate. And uh, when you can do give give uh, two scenarios and one answer, you're, you're never wrong. I wish I could do that. But I don't even know if we're going to have a recession. I, I really don't believe that. We had a strong year last year in 2023, and things are looking more optimistic this year than they are than they were even last year. So especially on the verge of the Fed's dropping rates sometime this spring, most likely, that's going to happen sooner than later. And I'm just, you know, I'm looking at the market for beginning of the year. It's it's as of today on the 9th of uh, January, as we record this, the market's up like 0.3%, pretty much flat. But you have to look at, you know, a lot of people are taking earnings off, you know, here in, in um, beginning of the year, they were it had nothing to do with you know the economy uh, struggling at that time, but I don't re- necessarily agree with this uh, with this professor. I, I think we're going to be more bullish, in my opinion, and I don't believe we're going to have that recession this year. Well, it's interesting. He says that the second half of the year will be kind of when things turn maybe remarkably positive potentially, but that's also when the the elections come in, Mike. So something to keep an eye on. Although that's not necessarily always a negative thing for the economy, right? I don't think so. I and I've been telling people even in twenty, uh, we had a bad year in twenty twenty two, right? And so we had a not a great year at all in twenty twenty two. But um, I was reminding people. I said most likely when the Feds are done raising rates, whenever that will be, and they start dropping rates, and as we get closer to the elections, I said I think we're going to start seeing a, a better economy, and um, that's kind of what we're seeing. I'm not patting myself on the back is it's just the games that happen sometime and the way things fall we were in a rare situation in 2022 where the the equities were losing and so were the bonds and because the feds kept raising rates and that's just not the normal sequence of how things typically happen when you're in a recession but i think we're we're setting ourselves up for you know a good growth spurt right now um, even Warren Buffett was bullish on the S&P 500 for this year, the U.S., you know, the U.S. equity market. So I'm uh, yeah, I, I don't agree with this, this professor, but I think we're going to have a good year, especially with elections coming up. And, you know, these ca- this campaign stuff is going to start early summer, maybe late, you know, late mm-hmm. spring. So it's starting to ramp up soon. Yeah, it, it almost feels like it's it never ends these days, Mike. It feels like there's always some kind of campaigning going on. So yeah. never can get a break. All right, well, let's uh, let's close out then with the stock market and look at that uh, potentially here. You kind of touched on that a little bit about kind of where we've been and maybe where we're headed. But let's give you a couple different perspectives on what experts think for 2024. So the optimistic side, investment firm CEO Jay Hatfield, he says things are looking good for stocks in 2024. His comments from a recent CNBC article point out that Recent economic data validates our theory that 2024 will be the year of rate cuts, and that's very bullish for stocks. He says we're as bullish up as we've ever, as we're ever going to be, probably. So there's that one positive outlook there. The pessimistic side, though, Harry Dent says we're in store for a crash of epic proportions. <laughs> I think 2024 is going to be the biggest single crash year we'll see in our lifetimes. He told Fox News. It's amazing, Mike, that you can get two opinions that are almost completely opposite on the opposite ends of the spectrum there. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent optimistic like Jay Hatfield on this. And I, 
I 100% back his sentiments as well, how I feel. But um, Harry Dent, I've read a few of his, his articles before, and uh, I think he's always pessimistic. I, I have never <laughs> met this gentleman, but he's always t- warning people about the, about the bust. He's always warning about the bust, and it's that fear message that I don't agree with at this point. I'm not against warning people about, you know, you got to be careful with, with losses and you can't take too much risk on in this part of your life. But his message has always been the same. It seems like it's always been the same. Fear, fear, fear. The market's going to crash. It's going to crash. It's crashed before. It's going to be worse now. And I, I just, I don't agree with that right now. Um, I might have a few years ago uh, when we were dealing with coronavirus at the time, but uh, not now. I, I don't feel we're there. I think we're in a great position uh, to start, again, the lowering of the interest rates. Um, the job economy has been strong. Um, interest rates are coming down, spending. We're not handing out stimulus money anymore. Um, things are ho- holding our own. The U.S. economy is doing stronger than other countries that are international. So, um, and again, the election year we throw in there, which um, <laughs> has really nothing to do with our economy, but it, it does help during election years when we typically look back election years. I don't know, 2016, the market was up. 2020, the market was up. So the last couple of election years has been positive, um, about double digits roughly. So, Well, let's, I'll give you a little bit of context on why um, Harry Dent said what he said, but he was pointing to uh, all the government spending, which we all agree yeah. is there. He says that's going to lead to an everything bubble in which the market, housing, crypto, and everything's going to fall sharply, even home prices, which we've touched on a little bit already. He said stocks could even plummet by more than 80%, which mm. seems pretty far-fetched. But again, you never, you never truly know. Yeah, and when it comes to crypto, I mean, that's something we're not having that conversation with our clients. We're not dealing with those that high risk. It's not really a... Uh, you know, it's not a security that we offer to our clients because it's not even considered a security till I think this Friday they're voting if they can put it into an ETF and that might, you know, boom it up. But yeah, a lot of things that he's, you know, do, yeah, I agree. The debt is crazy and we, we've postponed some of these uh, government shutdowns and we can only do it so long. We can only keep raising the debt ceiling price, you know, our debt ceiling so high. They just keep raising up our, our limit and raising it up. I mean, if, if that was you and I, you know, Ben, and we, every time we had issues of credit limits, all we had to do was call our credit card company and said, just raise up our limits so we don't have issues anymore. <laughs> well, that's we tell people about budgeting, and that's something that's not being done by our government. That has to be fixed. I 100% agree. I just don't think that's going to happen this year. Well, a lot to keep an eye on of the coming year. And you can see, nobody knows what the future holds. So, again, the best thing you can do is to build a financial plan that is ready for whatever life throws your way that can adapt with the ups and downs of the market, the economy, with uh, recession potentially lingering, who knows. But wherever you stand, you want to have a plan in place that's prepared for all that. Again, you can get that started by logging on to principalpreservationservices.com or by calling 855-987-8888. Let's touch on a couple of mailbag questions before we get out of here today, Mike. Uh, I'm going to start with one from Kathleen. She says, I've been retired for two weeks and I'm already panicking about living on this fixed income and I'm looking for part-time job opportunities. Is this a normal reaction? You know, it is. I, whether, and hopefully you actually had a, uh, a plan put in place, <laughs> Kathleen. So, and you just didn't go in retirement, just kind of winging it. I hope not. But even with those clients of ours who have a plan, we show them you're going to be just fine. And this is, you know, your expenses. We double check the expenses. We'll double check, you know, check the, uh, the income coming in. 
they still panic, you know, a little bit just because it's so different. And I, you got, you know, you've been working for 35, 45 years, wherever it's been, I get it. It's a stressful thing to go from a paycheck every two weeks that was, you know, a good pay and maybe, you know, good six figure income. And now you go to an income that's maybe, you know, two thirds of that. And so um, it's a scary thing. Just come back in to your advisor or we can run a plan for you as well. We do that a lot with people when they retire. We're meeting before retirement and then right away after retirement. Sometimes people are coming in that first year in retirement five, six times just because they want to make sure things are okay. And can they do this? Are they going to run out of money? Nobody wants to be burdened to your kids and nobody wants to run out of money before the end of the life. So the key is get that peace of mind and have that meeting with your advisor. Hopefully they can show you that. If they can't, my opinion is find a different advisor. All right. Thank you for that question. Kathleen, what about one from Jacob? I'm 67, so I've reached full retirement age for Social Security, but I don't have plans to retire anytime soon. Should I go ahead and start my Social Security now or just wait until I'm done working? Well, um, if you don't need the money, there's no reason to take it. And your money's going to continue to grow, and they take the highest 35 earning years, so your benefit's just going to keep increasing based off your high you know, your highest uh, 35 years of work. Uh, and I'm sure, Jacob, you're probably making more today than you made 35, you know, 30, 35 years ago. So your your average is going to keep increasing. And every year you wait after your full retirement age, Jacob, your benefit grows 8% plus cost of living. So uh, went up 8% this year, plus, you know, the Fed, uh, the Social Security raised the uh, cost of living by 3.2. So your benefit went up 11.2% in one year. So if you, if you can delay it, if you don't need the money, just delay it. And um, the also the other part of the picture here, Jacob, if you're married, um, if you have the bigger benefit, by you delaying it, that's gonna be great for your spouse because if you don't, you know, if she outlives you, she'll get your bigger benefit and you just kill two birds with one stone. You increase it to the maximum and you helped her out. Very good, thank you for that question. Jacob, again, you wanna follow up? With Mike and the team to get a full answer for your situation on any questions you might have, you can call 855-987-8888. Well, a lot to look forward to for 2024. Hopefully, we're more on the optimistic side. Mike, I know you see it sounds like you feel that way, and hopefully that will be the case in 2024. But either way, we'll be ready to deal with whatever comes our way. So thanks for your time, Mike. You're welcome. Thank you, Ben. Investment advisory services offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Alpha Star, Principal Preservation Services, LLC, and Principal Wealth Services, LLC are separate and independent entities. Insurance products are offered through Principal Preservation Services, LLC, a Minnesota and Wisconsin insurance agency. Investment advice is offered through Principal Wealth Services, LLC. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products offered by Principal Preservation Services, LLC. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered or guaranteed by AlphaStar.